Well, good day, good day from post-op Arctic Eric. Yeah, it was this time last week that I shared with you, not from the kitchen table, but from uh, a little work spot inside the hotel room where my wife and I were together for a wonderful weekend before having some rather radical surgery. And of course, one of the questions was, what would happen with my ability to speak? And uh, it sounds a lot like I am. I am smacking my lips a bit because the left side of my face is fairly well paralyzed at the moment. But I wanted to go ahead and uh, try to continue on uh, the theme we've been looking at. That being, you can't live in a vacuum. You can't live in your own world and in your own thoughts if you're a Christian. No, God wants to fill you with his thoughts. He wants his kingdom to become very real to you. We had uh, part three, unconditional love. Really? And this is now a second part or a continuation of it. Unconditional love for you to see and to consider and to experience. Oh gosh, it's good to be back here with you at the kitchen table. Good to be home. It's a beautiful day. Looking forward to getting back to walking regularly and finding a latte or two along the way. Oh my. But first, let's listen to this. Jesus loves us because the Bible tells us so. So simple. What's exciting about hearing what God has to say about any particular situation is that our ability to believe what is written comes as we hear it. God, who is the author, and the author lives in us when we're born again, the Holy Spirit, he takes these words, these scriptures, and brings them to life in the inside of us. He gives us the ability to understand from deep within and to experience his goodness and his love. Let me share a couple of Bible verses as we go into this second part. Unconditional love for you to see and consider and experience. In Psalm 33 we read, The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. And when I think about the earth, I often think about the fact that we're earthen vessels and that when we pray, let your kingdom come in earth, let the earth be full of his unfailing love, it's start with me, this earthen vessel that you have purchased through the blood of Jesus Christ, this earthen vessel that is your temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 143, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you, the surrendered life. Let me hear from you, Lord, deep within the innermost parts of my being, your unfailing love for me each and every morning, that love that never weakens and never fades. It never fails your love, and lead me. 
Show me where to walk in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. I surrender to you. I give myself to you. Let your will be done, not mine. In Exodus we read, In your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed. You're redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ, and he will lead you in his strength. He will guide you. Wow. To your holy dwelling. Marvelous. Paul prays this in Ephesians. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, get ready, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and that you may know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. There is something that goes beyond knowledge. It's to know it intimately and personally and deeply, and that's what God wants to reveal to us every morning how deep is his love for you. Not just to know it intellectually, but to know it intimately and personally. In 1 Corinthians, we read about God's love for you and in you that wants to flow through you, but beginning with God's love for you. Love, God's love for you. It's patient and kind, God's love in you is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. God's love does not demand its own way. God's love is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but God's love in you, for you, through you, rejoices whenever the truth wins out. And the truth is, he loves you. He's radically committed to you, and his love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance because it's God, the author and the finisher of it. It's not you loving God. It's God first loving you and you receiving his love and being a a depository of him himself by the Holy Spirit dwelling in you to reveal this love continually fresh every morning and flowing through you with his agape, his selfless love to others. And of course, the Bible tells us that for God so loved the world, he gave. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever should believe in Jesus should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus didn't come to judge you. He came to set you free to know God's love his incredible love, and not just to know it intellectually, but to experience, to have that heart change. Oh, my, my, my. I think the focus of of today is going to be out of uh, 1 John, verse 3, the first part of the verse from several different translations, trusting and knowing that the person of the Holy Spirit is with us, to reveal this to us in a way that transforms us so that we can say, as the phrase goes, I know that I know that I know that God loves me. 
I've experienced it, and I live in it. Let me say that again. You've experienced it, but you also live in it. Salvation isn't just an event that occurs, and then we get busy trying to continue the experience. No, it's the starting point. It's a new birth. It's a new life. And he who is the very life himself, that eternal life, the eternal one, the one who's filled with grace upon grace, Jesus Christ, who's begun this good work in you, he wants to continue it. He wants to complete it. We're depending upon him. But we're challenged here by the words. It says in one translation, see what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown us, that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. See this. Look into this. And if we look into that word, we discover that it means to perceive by sight of the eye. So it's our eye gate that also sees and perceives this incredible quality of love, this faultless love, this flawless love. That word also means become aware of something through sensitivity, even through feeling. We see it, we perceive it, but we experience it. We sense it, we have a sensitivity to it, we feel it. It also means that we're to take special note of something. Don't just glance by the phrase, see what kind of love the Father has given us, or consider the incredible love, but to dwell upon it, to take note of it, to say, Holy Spirit, look, I want to chew on this. I want you to feed this to me so that my mind is transformed, so there's not a vacuum in my mind about the love. There's not wondering about the love. There's a knowing about this incredible love, so that I can behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon me, that I should be called a child of God. It also means, as I said, to experience something. Listen, we need to experience God's love, and it includes to see it and perceive it and be sensitive to it and feel it, to take note of it, but to experience continually God's love. Listen, his mercy and grace are fresh for you every single morning, and he wants to pour out upon you that deep assurance that it's right in your soul right now in the name of Jesus Christ. It also says to show an interest in it to look after it, to visit it, to spend time with God's love. Continuing with some different translations, it says, see what sort of love. This isn't the, the human love, the selfish love, even though those loves are real. No, what sort of love is this? This is the love that God himself is for you. The love that caused God to send Jesus to the cross for you. Your sin was enough. And his love was greater than your sin. God did not leave you, but he came to you and he rescued you. See how very much the Father loves us. Experience that. You say, how do I do it? You say, Jesus, do it. You live in me. Your word is true. You're saying, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on me. He has called you, and he's made you his very own beloved child. 
Another translation says, yes. What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at this. Look at it. You are called a child of God, and that's who you really are. My, 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 I trust that the person of the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Not only speaking to you, and not only informing you, but transforming that vacuum and filling it with himself. Oh, he loves you. Many people have heard elements of what I've shared, but to use the term, it doesn't stick, comes from the possibility that Paul is discussing in Galatians 3. And sometimes we're encouraged to do the impossible when God wants to encourage us. He is the God of the impossible. He is the God to whom nothing is impossible. But if we're encouraged to do things that God himself wants to do, we're going to fail, and we're going to feel like failures. But why does that happen? Well, it's because there's a side of our nature, our fallen nature, our unrenewed nature, or our misinformed minds, that somehow we can complete what God has begun. Oh, you foolish, thoughtless, unreflecting, senseless, and superficial Galatians, Paul writes. Who's fascinated, bewitched, and cast a spell over and tricked you? Let me ask you one question. This is all I want to ask of you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as a result of obeying the requirements of the law and doing its works? Or was it by hearing the message of the gospel, the message of salvation, and with faith, Believing it, that gift of faith, believing it, that faith that the gospel stirred in you. Was it from observing a law of rituals or from a message of faith? Are you saved because you followed the rules and regulations and philosophies and theories of some organization or church group? Are you so foolish and so senseless and so silly? Having begun your new life by faith with the Spirit, your new life spiritually with the Holy Spirit, are you now attempting to reach perfection by dependence on the flesh, by your own works and efforts to keep the rules and regulations? Stop. It's not Jesus plus anything. It's not God's love plus anything. It's God's love in Jesus Christ is your everything. And his desire is to show you. Experientially, he is the everything in your life. You need nothing more than him. Because in him is hidden all wisdom and knowledge, all of God's love and mercy and grace. Listen, Jesus is the one who's filled with grace upon grace. We're going to talk much more about grace as, as I begin to open up Grace Academy, Armenia teachings to you. Oh, good to be with you. Always good to be with you. So I encourage you today, God wants to fill that vacuum. He wants to drive out those thoughts that, that exalt themselves against the knowledge that Jesus Christ is your Lord, your King, your Messiah, your eternal lover. 
and he wants you to experience, to see, and consider this love. We'll continue soon on uh, You Can't Live in a Vacuum. It'll be part four, and it'll be about the will of God and God's timing. Listen, I know you're busy, and therefore, you taking this 16 or 17 minutes with me, I know it's longer than usual, but it just means so much to me. And the good reports that are coming, because God himself is in you, and he's begun a good work in you, And as you hear the word, the person of the Holy Spirit is going to energize it to God's transforming power so that you're not just informed and inspired. That's work of the soul to be informed and inspired, but that by the Spirit, you are transformed, which takes you into God's desired daily, intimate, and personal relationship that he desires to have with you. Oh, gosh. Again, this is Arctic Eric, back at the kitchen table, post-op Arctic Eric. Forgive the the slurs and the language there, but I'm just so filled with a desire from God to share with you on this subject. The Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you. That's my prayer for you today, because that's his prayer for us. Good day. Thank you.